Wellbound Sports. Quench your sports thirst. Articles, live shows, and podcasts. Visit 12ozsportsradio.com. Hey folks, this is Lee W. Mowen of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, and I'm here to talk to you about my bookie. Since 2014, it's the place where you can bet on anything, anywhere, anytime. Get up to $1,000 on your first deposit bonus. Use the promo code 12OZSports. As well as sports betting, you can play some casino games, take in some live odds in Madden 20 and NBA 2K20, and even bet with Bitcoin. Visit mybookie.ag and use that promo code 12OZSports. That's 12OZSports, my bookie, the industry's most rewarding loyalty program. It's episode 169 of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, and our special guest is Sally Taylor, the co-host of Living Dayton on WDTN and formerly a longtime news reporter for WHIO-TV. We're talking local sports, Sally's involvement in the sport of hockey, and more on episode 169. Welcome to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. This is a weekly podcast covering all sports in Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio. From Lima to the Ohio River and Northern Kentucky, from Eastern Indiana to Madison County and all points in between, this is your source of local Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports. Visit the LeeWMowen.com slash podcast to find your favorite podcasting platform. Music created with the Splash app. Time for another episode with your host, Lee W. Mowen. And on the phone, we have Sally Taylor. Sally, how are you today? Good. How are you? I'm okay. Just doing the best I can during this quarantine. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's It's been crazy, hasn't it? Uh, just a bit, just a little bit. Uh, hopefully, hopefully sports come back soon, but Sally, let's begin the interview. Where are you from? Uh, I was born and raised here in the Dayton area. Yeah. Been here all my life other than college. Very cool. When did you decide you wanted to get into broadcasting? Uh, <laughs> well, kind of a, uh, a funny story. I, uh, Went to SMU in Dallas, and I was in, uh, my major was psychology, and my dad said, well, um, are you sure you want to go that route? Because if you go that route, um, you know, you should then uh, become a psychiatrist, and and I said, well, I don't know about even more or more school, Uh so I, I started looking around at, I, this is my freshman year, started looking around at other majors and kind of just fell into broadcast news journalism and um, continued, just started taking classes and, and fell in love with it. And um, yeah, so that was my major. And I uh, interviewed, sent out 
back then you sent out resume tapes mm. physically, you know, nowadays you, everything's over the, com, you know, computer and YouTube. But, um, ironically, my first job offer was here in Dayton, Ohio. So I came home. That leads to my next question. What was your first job outside of college? Uh, it was channel seven. Yeah. I, I started there at part-time mm. and, um, Boy, I I think I was doing everything from uh, help write I help uh, write the morning show. I sat on the assignment desk. Um, I did some some reporting, um, and and uh, I think it was about a year, maybe a year and a half or so. Um, then I went full time with with WHIO and. Um, I was there until I had my son. Very cool. That's a, a long time at Channel 7. And I remember you as a kid on, you know, the newscast. I remember those yeah. days. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, reporter, investigative reporter, I anchored the Saturday morning news. And um, uh, almost 19 years I was there. And... Um, had my my son, and to make a long story short, um, I ended up quitting, uh, which was the best, biggest blessing in the world because I, you know, you don't get those years back when you have a baby and being able to stay at home. And we made it work out and um, stayed at home as he with him as a baby. And then, then Channel Two approached me. Um, I don't know how many years in, I know my son was in preschool. Um, but so they approached me to come in and, and do living Dayton, um, part-time. So I, I've been doing living Dayton part-time so I can still, you know, be a mom. And, uh, all of a sudden I have uh, a teenager <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's been wonderful still being able to, you know, be on Living Dayton and be in the TV business and still be a mom. So it's the best of both worlds. Yeah, and uh, your son Trent's got some big news uh, we'll get to cover, but uh, congrats on the news. Do you want to share it? Uh, sure, yeah. He he tried out for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets AAA team, and he made that team. So, yeah, that it's it's, you know... We've been with Tri-State Spartans, which is also a tri uh, a AAA team, uh, for the last two years, and it's been a fabulous uh, experience, uh, phenomenal coaching, and um, and he has really loved it. But he he he's always, you know, growing up, I guess, in South Southern Ohio, you uh, you see a lot of Blue Jackets professional games, and <laughs> he's he's always wanted to play for the. AAA Blue Jackets, and he said to us, um, you know, before all this COVID thing hit, he he said, you know, I I think I may want to try to go for it and and try out, and um, you know, how do you say no? So uh, yeah. we've had this in the back of our minds for quite some time, and because of COVID, everything got shut down, um, and. Um, so he's he's skate he's skated with them uh, for three weeks before tryouts, and then he had tryouts. Um, gosh, was a, I guess last week, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so we made the team. So quite exciting for him. And uh, we can't wait to see uh, what happens this year. We and we we pray to God that that we see hockey and we see sports this year. I, I think we will. I think we will. I hope we do. I mean, it's uh, it's been a couple months since I was in sports, and it's <laughs> if I didn't have this podcast, I don't know what I'd do. Yeah, but, I know. But I, uh, I I miss watching it on TV. We're starting to see a little bit of it coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I can't wait for the NHL to see. See them, it's coming back soon, and, you know, the Reds are about to start, so, hey, I'm ready to get it going. Yeah, 10 days from this uh, day of recording. Can you believe that? 10 days. I can't. I can't. I, I'm excited. I am, too. I I'm, I'm, I think this is going to be a good year for the Reds. But, uh, again, congrats to your son and the family for, for that big news, and we'll cover that a little bit later. But I'd like to dive back into your time at WHIO. Uh, what were some of your favorite stories and some of the favorite stories you got to cover while there? Boy, you know, I covered everything from, you know, both President Bush's. Um, I covered uh, oh, uh, President Clinton. Uh, I cover I, we we went to New York City and. Um, David Letterman, he does not like to be interviewed. Uh, David Letterman, we could, they would not let us interview him. But the, my boss at the time said, go. This is when David Letterman just went over to CBS. Okay. And he said, I'm sending you in a photographer. Try to get an interview with him. So we found out where he, the back door where he comes in. <laughs> and we hung out. And the producers obviously saw us and they're like, you have to move. And we're like, no, we're not moving. You know, we want to get an interview with David Letterman. So they made a deal with us. They said, we'll give you an interview if you just move and don't be there when he arrives. And we're like, well, that's a good deal. All right. And um, so, again, to make a long story short, he ended up working us into his show. They brought us on his show and um, it was quick. It was like a 30-second, you know, claim to fame, but it was still pretty cool. And um, so that, you know, you got that stands out, obviously. Probably you'll love this story, though. Something that really stands out <laughs> is I did a story. There were two little boys. Instead of having a lemonade stand, mm-hmm. they had a baseball card stand. <laughs> and they were the cutest kids selling bait trying to sell baseball cards to passing drivers like they you would lemonade and it was the cutest story and then you know my last question to them i said with all this money what are you what are you going to do with it and what guess what they said mm. buy more baseball cards <laughs> it's the process that keeps on giving you know? <laughs> i mean so i mean there's so many countless stories that i covered over the years but you know um, I guess that's just what pops into my head. I mean, with the baseball card stand, I mean, with these hot temperatures that we've been facing past few summers, I mean, I don't think that'd be very refreshing, but I mean, that's, that's pretty unique. That's almost ingenious. We, I know. We sell know. old baseball cards to get more baseball cards. I really like that. <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> Was there any 
part, I know that was a, a sports story, but was there any part of you that wanted to cover sports instead of news or? No, wait, no. Wait. Oh my gosh. No. Uh-uh. Um, oh, sports is, you know, I, I like sports. Um, but I, I can't do what you do. I mean, you know, I admire you because you can sit and watch a hockey game and you don't even know who, who the players are because a lot of times, you know, you're watching, I've seen you at, at, uh, South Metro, you're, you're broadcasting the game for a lot of these tournaments, these youth tournaments. And, and you're saying these kids names and records. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, how do you do it? So I'm not a sports broadcaster by any means. Could never do it, but I just like sports, love sports. Well, I I will say this, uh, thank goodness for the internet and, uh, that one site that has all the records or else I wouldn't know that. And it's, it's a very tight, uh, schedule, you know, get done with one game and I have to stop it, then run down, try to get the coaches, get their names and then back up and restart it. And yeah, I, I'm lucky I, I can breathe by the time I climb back up those stairs, but it's a lot of fun. And that's, uh, it's great to see the future of hockey is still, you know, alive and there's, you know, athletes that, you know, continue to play in the sport. So yeah, I definitely like youth hockey and I, I'm, I'm glad I got to finish up my hockey season before this uh, coronavirus shut everything down. Yeah. Our, our season got cut short, but, um, but it was towards the end. And as you know, hockey season goes a long time, but, yeah. um, but yeah, but I, I remember meeting you, of course, and this is the hockey team I miss. You know what I'm going to talk about. Go ahead. The, the well, the, the demons and mm-hmm. prior to, um, what, there were several, several names. What, what, um, you tell me the Dayton demons, the Dayton, um, what was their other name? Um, well, they actually started off as the Dayton Devils uh, after the Dayton Gems 2.0 folded up shop. And then right that day, was like, well, the Federal Hockey League's coming in and they wanted the name Devils. But uh, New Jersey kind of said, no, you're not getting that name. So they were the Demons. Then they moved up to Port Huron. And then we get the Dayton Demolition out of Berkshire. Demolition. I couldn't yeah. think of Demolition. That's it. Yeah, that was a pretty unique name. And I like the uh, logo, but it's... Uh, yeah, it was four great years. I mean, those were great uh, great athletes I got to talk to, the coaches and everything. They always gave me time. I, I have no qualms about that time. I enjoyed it. I just wish that it didn't end. But at the same time, I mean, after uh, the demolition, once they and Hair Arena shut down, I was worried about my career. In fact, so worried that it's like, am I going to have to stop broadcasting forever and hang up the headset? Luckily, uh, Nick uh, gave me the opportunity to be the backup voice of the Cincinnati Thunder, and then I got in with high school hockey with Centerville and Springboro and Alter for a year, and now all these uh, parents and players know me in Southwest Ohio and some Columbus teams too, which is it's crazy to think about. Well, it, it's, it's because you do such a great job. I appreciate no that. I no mean, doubt about it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I get to see so many great athletes and so many great games. And I, you know, I, I love what I do. And hopefully, you know, one day it'll be a career where, you know, I, 
I'm not working about uh, four seasons every year, but no, I, even even that, I'd still want to do that. But you know what I mean. But right. yeah, I, I I love it, and I'm hopeful hoping that I can get my fifth high school hockey season underway this year and on time. But we still got a long way to go, and hopefully we have football. But yeah, go ahead and uh, tell the story because. Uh, your son Trent was the lucky charm of the Dayton Demons, especially when they won the cup. They took uh, his Dayton Stealth uh, hockey jersey, and uh, they the they came back came on the road. Was that yes. the was that the nine to two game? You know, here's the backstory on that. They wanted to take him on the bus. I wish I could remember okay, uh, how old he really was. Of course, he's little, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Trent wanted to go on the bus with the with the guys. <laughs> But obviously he couldn't go on the bus with, with the guys. So they took his jersey because uh, for those, uh, let me even back up farther. Trent ended up, they, they have little kids come out for the national anthem, mm-hmm. you know, at the, at the demons game. So Trent came out um, a couple of times and, and I'm trying to remember back what exactly happened, but I believe they had to win a game in order to, go on or whatever. Trent skated out. They won the game. Then he skated out. They said, okay, you need to come back. They, he skated out. They won again. So he, all of a sudden he became their lucky charm. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, Trent needs to come out. Trent needs to come out. And they took his Jersey then to the, you know, the final, the championship, they won the championship. Um, and then we're watching the game at home, you know, over the internet, over the computer. And all of a sudden we see Trent's Jersey go up. Like (laughs) they brought it out on the ice after the, after they won. And we were just like, Oh my gosh. But it was so exciting because we got to know those guys. Um, we got to know the coach, uh, all the coaches, um, and, and so many of the players, and they were just the nicest guys. Uh, and they've been mentors to Trent, at, you know, all 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 along. Um, great guys, absolutely great guys. So um, fun times in Dayton. I miss it. I miss Hair Arena hockey. You know, don't mm. you miss Sarah? I miss Hair Arena. I miss that press row. I, I, I miss everything about it. And sadly, I, I don't see it happening again, especially there. But I do hope that one day Dayton will get a new arena and maybe they'll make a press row just like Harris. I mean, there's something special about every game. You climb up the first set of stairs, then you turn around, there's that spiral staircase. You climb up and you just see the whole rink. And it's it, it was beautiful. It was my favorite hockey view outside of uh, getting a chance to broadcast earlier this year where the Cincinnati Cyclones play because that was pretty nice too but yeah 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 I, I, we could we could talk for hours about the demons and you know head coach at the time Trevor Karazowicz who's now in California and I always I was yeah. always worried about saying his name that was the toughest name until the third year of the demons we had Dan Schnitzny and that's uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay, uh, Coach, how do you say that name? <laughs> I think they had to go get Dan down from the locker rooms. Like, how do you say your name? And I think we practiced it like six times, and then someone told me I was slightly off on saying it. Uh, <laughs> like the first syllable, it's like, ugh. But, uh, 
Yeah, the names that pop up, Trevor, of course, Brett Wall, yeah. uh, Mark C. Um, who else am I missing? Mothoos. Oh, Foos. How can I forget Foos? You can't forget I mean, about the Foos. He's now a... Foos was my son's favorite player. He's a great player. And what a beard he had, too. And nowadays, he's still playing. He's with the Amira Enforcers. They're mostly known for... Uh, the neon, like the reflective green jerseys they have, it's it's brilliant. But he's still playing. Uh, Brian Marks, I saw, got married uh, just a little while ago. Yes, um, yes. Brett Wall's coaching. I know it's it's great. He's staying in the area as well. He's yeah. down in uh, Cincinnati now, which is really cool. Uh, Brett, Brett Wall, Wall is doing great. Yep, he's coaching a junior hockey team in Minnesota, and we mentioned the Krazer. Uh, Fremont, I think. I think so. It, it's it's an F word. I, I mix up. It's Fremont, Frisco, or uh, Fresno. One of those three. But he's uh, a junior team. Very yes. successful. His yep. team's called the Monsters, and that's really cool. But um, Coach Kraz also won a couple more championships in the FHL with Port Huron after they moved from Dayton, and then he won one with Watertown, which was really cool. And I think... He might have been the first coach to win multiple FHL finals. I, I, I can't say for certain on that. But, yeah, there's a bunch of great guys uh, with the Demons and Demolition, and I, I often wonder what they're doing nowadays. And, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun broadcasting all those games at home, and I miss it. And you know what's really cool is I um, had many of those guys on Living Dayton. Mm. Um and like cooking with them sometimes and it it was fun it was absolutely absolutely fun trevor even did it once yeah i i think my favorite one though is um oh who was it was that marks he was like you can make this when you're hung over when you're hung over i mean when you're really tired <laughs> that was my favorite <laughs> one Mark. like whoops <laughs> but that does uh, lead me off to uh, Living Dayton. Um, how did that come to be? Um, like I said, uh, one of the uh, Living Dayton bosses, Steve, contacted me and he said, hey, you want to go out to lunch? And I said, sure. And uh, he, we went out to lunch and um, he, he wanted me to, you know, consider it. And, you know, when you have... Um, a boy that's in preschool, I, I was like, oh boy, but he, you know, he, he offered me part-time work and made it work, did everything to make it work. And it has worked. And, um, you know, what a blessing it's been to, to be a part of living Dayton. What a fabulous crew we have. And, and you know, what is, is fantastic is, it's nothing but positive news about Dayton and the Miami Valley. I mean, I don't, it's rare to have that in, in, in a market where for one hour we get to highlight everything that is going on in our area and, and promote uh, events, promote businesses, prom- promote restaurants. You know, I think that is absolutely fantastic and what a blessing for our area to, to have that absolutely i mean like you mentioned it's all positive and it, it's in the different direction of news where you hear a lot of things uh, during that time but with living dayton it's about hey 
this is cool. This is what's happening in our area. And it's not, you know, sad or depressing. It's, it's something uplifting. Now, yep. in terms of your long-term career of WHIO, how does it feel to kind of swap between you cover the news, whatever's happening, to you are bringing nice and uplifting stories to Living Dayton? Yeah, I, from going from investigative news where, <laughs> you know, some people obviously that that don't like your news stories uh, when you come out with an investigative story to to everyone loves, you know, Living Dayton and promoting people. It's fantastic. It, you know, it's fun to go to work. Um, it, it's just um it's great. I have a blast, fantastic staff. And, um, but, I, but I, at the same time, my background is reporting and my background is investigative news. So, you know, that, that like, uh, it'll never go away. I love reporting and I love, you know, when something big happens in our area, I'm like, tuned in, you know, like when we were in the lockdown, I was watching every single uh, news conference from Governor DeWine to to you know the national news conferences covering COVID, and so the reporter in me is is not, I don't think ever going away, but but at this point in my life, I'm having a lot of fun being able to do what I'm doing. And you also still get to use the investigative stuff. It's just more you know it's more positive. Whereas yeah, when you're when yeah, you're getting, I'm still asking questions. So yeah, yeah it's it's sort of the, the same thing in a weird way. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I will say, Living Dayton does a lot with hockey. Like, well, you're a hockey mom and hockey fan, so that definitely helps. But I remember uh, it was a couple of years ago. I think it was Centerville and Springboro were on Living Dayton, and I think they were talking about the uh, hockey for a cause game. I think that was. Yeah. Covered, no, I, I, I believe you're, you're absolutely, I think we've done that a couple of times. I think we've had, um, the high school kids and coaches and promoting that. Um, yeah, a couple of times. That's, that's probably my favorite part of the season. Not just because that it's the two schools that are in South Metro for hockey, but that's when it's always filled. You see all the Springboro fans, all the Centerville fans, and there's not a seat in that house. And if you're not there early, then you're not really going to be able to catch it unless, you know, you watch the YouTube string, not an advertisement for myself in any way. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, with Living Dayton, it's it's always, you know, it's it covers a lot of stuff in Dayton and the Miami Valley that people might not know about. And it's, again... There's nothing, you know, depressing about it. Oh, you're you're absolutely right, and and um, you know, COVID has been tough on our show because um, we haven't been able to have people in the studio, and that's what our entire show is about. But we've been able to to do now um, Zoom, mm -hmm. you know, segments segments via Zoom. Um, so so getting back to to normal, uh, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I, I look forward to, you know, people back in the studio and, and, um, back to, um, right now the cooking segments that I'm doing are, are via zoom too, which is fun because you get to see 
um, the restaurants actually in their kitchen. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of neat, but it's also neat when, when they're right there cooking for you too. So I bet it's a lot better when they're in studio just because, hey, the food's right there. Whereas we compared to Zoom, <laughs> what what's some of the favorite uh, dishes or favorite foods that have been made on Living Dayton? Oh my gosh. I mean, think about it. We, I mean, we cook five days a week. Um, so I, I can't even begin to tell you. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's almost like, what's your favorite story from way back when on WHIO? Yeah. I mean, um, there, I will say there have been memorable moments, um, <laughs> you know, cause when, when it's live, I, I remember, um, someone opened up the stove and they had, I think, parchment paper, Oh. Uh, wrapped around a sandwich that um, mm. was kind of catching on fire. And so they opened up the oven and all the smoke came out. And And then we've had people, you know, boiling water, boiling various things. And so there's steam everywhere. And we've had, um, I think someone... Uh, lit it like I, I like a flambe or something like that and and it poof you know straight up and <laughs> you have to step back uh, to get and oh my gosh all the animals that come on we have more stories about animals that come on and um you know it's just fun live tv is a whole another beast so to speak you know you you never know what's going to happen between animals and kids especially animals mm-hmm. and kids it's like you hold your breath. You know, you never know what's going to happen with animals and kids. I mean, the nice thing is you do have a lot of experience with, you know, being live on, you know, on camera with, you know, covering the news on Channel 7. But it's it, it's slightly a little bit different just because, you know, you were covering news and now you're, you know, you get to do a lot of neat things. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's... Um, it's similar but different all at the same time. It's great. Now, for the future of Living Dayton, are there some things you'd like to see the show cover or oh, some segments? <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Don't we all, though? I, you know, it's been, it's been a trying time. Mm-hmm. Ooh, very trying. And, and sad to see the people who have struggled, who have gotten sick, and, and, and who have even died. And, and my heart breaks for for these families. Um, and, and you know what, all of us are, I think all, all of us are holding our breath, hoping that our, our families also stay safe, um, mm-hmm. and protected. So let's just hope that, you know, the powers to be figure this out and, and, uh, we'll get back to, to normal. I hope so. I, I really hope so. I mean, I missed a lot of spring season. I was supposed to broadcast for a baseball team in Springfield this year. That didn't happen. And I I just want my second high school football season in a row back in Cincinnati. That's what I'm hoping for. But we'll see. Football football will be our first test, at at Mm. least at the youth level. Um, and, And I think... I, I think we'll see it, but I think it'll be a challenge just because there's so many kids on a football team Yep. and they're, they're in closer contact. I think, I think in my opinion, hockey's a little bit different because there, we don't have as many kids on the ice and, and they're not necessarily right up against each other all the time. Um, but 
you know, my son, thank God, you know, we, we were, like I told you, we were with the jackets for a month and no issues whatsoever. No issues for their three weeks of pre-tryout skates, no issues with their tryouts. You know, it, I've been following all of our friends trying out because this is now usually tryout season for youth hockey is in the spring, which didn't happen. So now that tryouts are all happening now, uh, I haven't heard an issue with Tri-State. Haven't heard an issue with any of the um, any of the teams. So I think that's a positive step. I think I, I think you know let's do it. I, I think we're going to be all right. I hope we. I are. think everyone has figured out to do it safely. Um, and I and you know it's different, but it, it's it's going to be all right. I, I I just have high hopes. I do too, but there is one part that I do worry about. It's the press rows, just because. Uh, where I broadcast uh, in Loveland, I mean, you have several people, you know, side to side in one room where you can't really do the social distancing. Uh, luckily, we broadcast on top of the roof, so we don't really have that issue. But that's one part I worry about. I mean, yeah, I worry about the kids getting it, but I also worry about the people that make the sports go and, you know, the things happen during that time as well. I think I saw what baseball, aren't they, like, instead of going on the road, Aren't they broadcasting? Yep. Like, yeah, from from home. Yep. They, they just get they the they get the video feed from the away venue, and they're calling it. So if Cincinnati, the radio and TV crews will be there. Great American Ballpark, even though the Reds might be somewhere else. So yeah, I. You know what? As long as as long as you know whatever we have to do to make it work, I say let's do it. Yeah, I, I've i never been a big fan of remote broadcasting just because I feel like you lose a lot in, you know, just being in a studio. And it's like, well, yep, that's happening. But, I mean, if you go there, you can experience the place. You can taste the foods. You can be part of, you know, the atmosphere and the fans. But, yeah. I, I mean, if that's the safest way to do it, then, hey, that's that's fine with me. So. Hopefully this isn't forever, just temporary. I I certainly hope it's not forever. (laughs) I certainly hope. But uh, now let's get back into hockey. How did you get into the sport? Uh, Well, (laughs) by marriage. Uh, my, My husband has played all of his life. Um, He's an Ohio boy, but from up north. Uh, and he, so he, yeah, literally played all of his life. So, so of course, once I, I met him, um, I was going to, to hockey games and, um, I have two step, uh, sons. And so, uh, I've been a part, they, they both play hockey to this day. They both play hockey. They're older now in, in men's leagues and, um, and, there you go. The second, then when Trent came along, the second he could stand on skates without, you know, his ankles rolling, um, he was on the ice and that was H three. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it's been fun. It's Cause I'm a football. I gotta say, I am a football fan. I'm the mm. biggest football fan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my son was in football for a long time and I, you know, I love that too, but at one point we had to uh, pick and choose, which, in my opinion, is sad. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know if you have enough time for that 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 talk, but I, I got all the time in the world. <laughs> um, you know, hockey season, well, at the AAA level at least, starts um, you know mid August. So that's in the midst of football. Um, so he, you know, my son loved football to this day, loved football. We thought he, we thought he could go back last year because middle school, you know, they play during the week, not on the weekends. Um, he's a, he was a kicker and, Mm. um, he ended up breaking a bone off of his hip kicking for at the beginning, trying to get ready to, uh, get going with football. So, um, luckily it was, you know, minor and took a month off and he was ready for hockey season, but my husband hasn't necessarily been willing yet to take that chance again. <laughs> Fair enough. So, but, um, you never know, you never know, but, uh, but I am a football fan, but I, I, that's how I got into hockey through marriage. With the inclusion of hockey, do you still think you're the you're a bigger football fan or a bigger hockey fan now? Ooh. <laughs> uh, man, that's a hard question. To, I, I would say whatever's, you know, if football's on, I'm a football fan. If I'm watching my son at a hockey <laughs> tournament i'm the biggest hockey fan there is <laughs> i understand it probably, that it probably depends on the day <laughs> no i understand that there's there's not a sport that i haven't broadcasted i don't like i mean you know yeah whatever now that's not to say i'm a i'm still a big uh, nhl hockey fan too i love my mm-hmm. blue jackets yeah i get that um now you mentioned earlier that Trent got the news. He's part of the Blue Jackets AAA team. Uh, what teams have Trent been a part of? Well, of course, we started in Dayton. Mm-hmm. So Dayton, um, Dayton Stealth. Um, and then we went to the Cincinnati Swords three years ago. And then we've been with um, Tri-State Spartans uh, the last two years and now the Jackets. And what's nice about Tri-State is they, they're they not just located in one area like Dayton and Cincinnati are, where they yeah. take up southwest Ohio, southeastern Indiana, northern Kentucky. And I think I heard uh, some of the Columbus, Indiana Flames fans saying that sometimes they go there for Tri-State as well. Or actually for one year, they were the Indy Junior Fuel, so they were in Indianapolis as well. Yeah, we, we were on that. That was our first year. What happened um, is uh, Tri-State Spartans ended up joining with the Indy Fuel. Um, so it was the Tri-State coaches um, still coaching mm-hmm. um, under the leadership of the Indy Fuel. And, um, and the marriage, so to speak, didn't, ended in a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> and so they went back to the uh, Tri-State Spartans last year. Um, so in, in, from a parent standpoint, really, I mean, it's been consistently really Tri-State in charge with all the Tri-State coaches who are, like I said, fabulous. And like you said, uh, would they recruit from several different states. So on our team, we had kids from Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana, and Ohio. Wow. 
Um, and um, it's, it's just because, um, you know, it, once you keep moving up in level, it's hard to to have enough kids, let's say in Dayton, Ohio, there aren't enough kids for an, a triple A team. There aren't enough kids in Indy for a triple A team. Um, alone. Uh, although now there is, but, but so they, they just try, they pick up kids from all over. Um, and, and it has worked out, but because they do that, um, they have practices in various cities and one practice spot is Dayton, Ohio. So, mm-hmm. So, yeah, if a parent is ever thinking of taking the next step to a AAA team, um, the practice for Tri-State, at least um, during the week, you have an option for Dayton, Ohio. Um, the only other AAA teams in Ohio are the Jackets and the Barons. Although I, I think there may be a Team Ohio, and I don't know much about Team Ohio. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's up north. I don't know much about them. Um, and I don't really see them at all at tournaments. Um, so, um, but yeah. Uh, that leads to my next question. Uh, it's something I don't know much about. I don't know, you know, how youth organization hockey is totally ran. Like when you say AAA, that's the top of the youth hockey pyramid, right? Correct. Correct. Um, in Dayton, there is what are called house teams and travel teams. Mm -hmm. Um, same in Cincinnati house teams, travel teams, um, travel teams can be, you know, single a double a, um, and house teams typically stay in the area. Um, they, they play kids in the area, travel teams, they play in, in what you're very familiar with the Buckeye league. So you may play I think West Virginia we went to is the farthest. Um, but you play, um, some teams in Kentucky, you play some teams in Indiana. So you're traveling a little bit, um, triple a, I mean, we're all over the United States. We're every, from Nashville, we're in Chicago three times, Detroit several times. We, um, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota. I mean, you, you, I mean, you could be going, you know, anywhere in the United States to play. So basically with travel, you know, you, you travel a little bit, but it's like a day event where the farthest you said was Charleston, West Virginia. I think that's where West Virginia's uh, organization is. And you got Cincinnati, there's Northern Kentucky, there's Miami, uh, Dayton, yeah. of course, uh, Indianapolis. They used to have a lot more organizations, but now it's, I think it's just a junior fuel nowadays. Uh, Columbus, yeah, Indiana. They, uh, but yeah, there's there's not a lot of travel. Uh, but like you mentioned, AAA, you, you go to the big tournaments and, you know, there's really, you know, no distance or no yeah. distance limit. With us, um, the last two years, you're you're gone in turn at tournaments three out of four weekends. Wow. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's a commitment to play to play AAA for sure. But um, but it's a fabulous experience, an absolutely fantastic experience. 
Is there a difference of budget for hockey equipment? I mean, I know the travel, that's that's going up, you know, because you're in AAA. But is there a difference in budget? Do you have to spend more to be in AAA? How does that work? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I like that answer. A lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I hate to throw out numbers because we've only played tri-state, um, triple A. So, and now, I I mean, now I know what the jackets are about to cost, but, but they're multi thousands of dollars just to, to play on the team, so to speak. Um, but, but at the same time, you're also getting, you know, your jerseys and, and your, you know, your track suits and, you know, because everything, when you play AAA level, you're, you're, you're coordinating everything, all the outfits from off ice to on ice. Um, so, I mean, you're also paying for that, but you're also paying, um, coaching, Mm -hmm. um, you know, at Tri-State, they were all former professional players, uh, same with, with Columbus and, and the coaches are all traveling. I mean, they're, you know, they're gone all, all the weekends too in hotels and, and, and whatnot. So you all, you all, you have your team fee, uh, with AAA. Um, but you, and, and, and part of it, of the fees going up is because you're in so many tournaments, you know, you're, you know, paying for the world's tournament in Chicago and whatnot. But, um, but then, um, you also, um, have the travel costs. So the hotels, you know, you're in hotels Thursday through Sunday. Um, so that comes along with all the food and a lot of parents have been able to, you know, a lot of parents bring their own food and a lot of parents, um, you know, there's ways to work it out, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and still, you know, keep a, a, a budget and, um, but you do, I mean, if you, if you play AAA, you just have to keep in mind, you're going to, you're going to be budgeting um, how you're going to do it. And, and, you know, it just is one of those things that it works out. Do the I mean, vent- remember- I'm sorry. Oh, I remember, uh, you know, it, everyone's like, oh, AAA, AAA, the money, the money. It, it, and it, it, it is. But in our opinion, it's worth every single dime. The experience is unbelievable. Um, and it, at some point with your kid, it's up to your kid too. I mean, if your kid is happy just, you know, wanting to play local and wanting or play travel, but if your kid keeps striving to want to play more and want to play at a higher competition level and, and wants to, you know, dreams of going to juniors or prep or college, you know, you, you, you got to keep making that move. Well, with the with going up into AAA, I, I assume that there's more. I don't know if scouts is the right word for it, but there's more people, you know, watching. And is that a possibility? Like, if you go into AAA, you're more likely to play at a higher level. Um. Well, I think for a lot of AAA players, that's the goal. Um, and yeah, believe it or not, there are scouts, um, and you know, my son's about to go to the USHL combines, um, where, 
the USHL coaches and um, their scouts mm. um, will end up being. Um, and, you know, they're starting to look, I would say, at my son's age, but it's, it's, he's still a couple of years away, but, but all the big tournaments, they do have scouts. I mean, I, I remember two years ago, a prep school came up and um, a bunch of our parents were standing by the boards during a game. And he's, he wanted to know and talk to, you know, so many of the parents. Um, so they, I mean, they do um, look, start looking at these kids and start scouting them because hockey's just weird. I mean, it's not weird. I shouldn't say that. It's just way different than football, basketball, any other sport, because in hockey, um, you really can't go on to college without going through being on a junior team or being on a prep school team. Um, there's statistics out there and, and, and I should have looked them up, but, but I didn't, but, um, you know, for those who, who don't know what junior teams, there are junior teams around the United States and it, it's, uh, starting at age 16, um, which is kind of same with prep because you go in your freshman year for prep, um, prep schools. And, um, so a lot of times if your kid's good enough, I mean, you're, you're shipping your kid away, start starting at 16, um, to a prep school or a junior team. Um, and that is the gateway, so to speak to, to college hockey. But I'll tell you what, you know what the average age of a college freshman playing hockey is i have to guess it's not 18 i think it'd be a little higher maybe 20 21 it is it is 20 20 they stay in juniors um they stay in juniors longer and they go into college at a later um a later age in hockey um and of course then hopefully college you know not always but a lot a lot of times, you know, the they're picked up going into college through uh, the NHL. You know that through drafts. Yeah. But they're, you know, they play their college years or whatnot. So, yeah, it's not like football where, you know, you, you just stay in your hometown and play for high school um, football or high school team for now there are some great high school hockey teams. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially up north. Oh yeah. Um, there's some great Catholic um, high school hockey teams, um, but um, you know your your big names, so to speak. And the, and I hope I'm saying that. You know, I'm just a hockey mom. So, but that's what I'm being told. <laughs> no, I, I get that. I mean, I mean, uh, in terms of prep schools, I know St. Charles is very good in Columbus. Uh, I think Bowler and St. X, they got some great hockey in Cincinnati. Um, uh, St. Ignatius, of course, they were on the path to win their fifth straight state title. And, you know, predominantly, you know, that led to other coaches saying we should probably have two divisions uh, for high school hockey playoffs. And uh, hockey always, to me, has been, I don't want to say the strangest sport in high school sports, just because, you know, there there's not really like youth, there's youth baseball camps, right? But there's not like, you know, 
youth teams. Whereas hockey, you know, you can play at high school or if you want, you know, your stock to go up, you'll find a junior team or uh, something like that. It's, it, I don't know. Well, I, I do want to clarify too. I mean, there are a lot of club teams in college mm-hmm. that a lot of these kids go off to play. But I, I guess I was talking the D1 college. The the scholarship. The scholarship. Yeah, scholarship. Yeah. I mean, we got, we got great club uh, hockey teams in town. We got Dayton, led by former Springboro boss and Tony Morris. I can't wait to see what his second year looks like with UD. I, I'm sad that Wright State's hockey team is no longer a thing. I remember supporting them a lot through college and going to Hare Arena. That's where Wright State played. We played at the... Uh, Winterland, the back rink, and that was a lot of fun, especially Wright State Dayton, where one time there was six flyers in the penalty box and five Raiders in the other box. It was, it was a lot of fun. That does not surprise me. Hometown, there's nothing better than a hometown rival, right? No, I mean, right. Uh, It's that was the best series, and I'm sad Wright State's. I need to somehow find a way to go to some of those games. Yeah, I, I like to see a UD game again. I mean, they, they always had a really good club. And I think, you know, second year of Coach Morris, I think he'll bring in a lot more kids in. And I, I can't wait to see how UD improves from last season. Uh, Miami even has a club team. They got they got like three levels of hockey there. It's it's amazing. But then again, they have Goggin. So there's yeah. the reason oh, why. Beautiful. UC's got a really great club team. Xavier's got a good team. Um, I would think NKU would have one, but I've been told that, you know, NKU is a very heavy commuter school. So, you know, there's that. But, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's something that I always wondered about, about youth hockey organizations, just because, you know, I, I broadcast hockey, but I don't know everything about it. And, heck, I, I often have to look like, okay, what level are they calling this? I know it's 10U. But uh, is that Wee or is that Squirts? <laughs> uh, it's something I always have to look up myself. So it's, it's something I like to learn. Um, now, of course, first year with the Blue Jackets hasn't started yet, but what are your expectations since Trent's now with the Triple H? Uh, Triple H. He's with the Triple H, uh, Triple A team. I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I mean, you know, being on a new team, you never – you never know. And it, it, you know, this just happened. So we don't have the schedules. We don't, we, we, we just had, um, equipment sizing. Um, but, um, you know, we've seen, we've met, I've met, uh, some of the jacket parents just from us playing them or seeing them at tournaments. The hockey world, as you know, is very small. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I, you know, a couple of our kids last year, they are from Columbus, and so, you know, they're one played for the Capitals, one played for the Jackets. So, you know, everyone seems to know everyone. Um, but to be honest with you, it's just kind of one step at a time right now. I, I, it's exciting. I can't wait. But I don't know what to expect other than, you know, we we know the big picture what to expect. But, you know, I... I- I think I remember the time where I found out, hey, Trent's your son's like, hey, that's Sally Taylor. I remember watching her on Channel 7 when I was a kid. Like, what's she <laughs> doing here? That's great. It, it, it really is a small world. That's it It's is. really cool. And I, I love being part of the hockey community just because there's so many great people out there. And like I mentioned, great athletes. And, you know, I, I've always enjoyed my time broadcasting you, hockey. So 
we were in Canada uh, last year sitting at a BW3s and a, a hockey team next to us. And somehow we got a conversation with a, one of the dads, you know, at the next table. My husband, they, they, like, they, they had, they knew everyone. Like, they were, they both played with similar people at some point in their lives and knew everyone. And in fact, he played, I forgot this, he played for the Gems. He played hmm. here at one point. The profession, like, uh, or was it the Bombers? I can't remember. Um, but he played here professionally at one point and it was like, you're in Canada, you know, <laughs> and it's, it's, you start talking and you end up knowing, you know, the same people. It, it's, it's just so weird how everything's networked together in hockey. I mean, other sports, yeah, I mean, it's a small world sometimes, but hockey, it really is a small world. Like just everyone knows who you are like that. It's. I know it's it's pretty cool. That's why I like yeah. hockey. Yeah, Sally. What, oh, I'm sorry. Nothing like it. I said. What's some of your favorite hockey moments? Oh my gosh! <sighs> um, the beginning of the season. <laughs> 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 there's nothing like you know when you get together for the first time and you see all the parents again and you see all the kids again you know i that may be just because that's on my mind right now um but yeah there's nothing like the first day and you know what's so sad is the last game of the last you know of mm -hmm. the season and it's like saying because you you get to know these parents is you know these parents are our friends. The kids are, are my son's friends. Cause you're with them from, you know, August to April. Um, so, you know, they're family. So I guess that's the best, the beginning of the season. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but every first hockey call of the season, I'm just, you know, super pumped. And, and then I blink, and then high school hockey's already over. It's like, well, that stinks. High school hockey's short. Yeah, I mean, you you start with preseason in the first week or so of November, and then you know your last or your first week of February. That's your last regular season week, and then you go to the conference tournament if you're in a conference, and then there's state playoffs where everyone makes it, and then if you're one and done, bam, that's kind of it. I had a blast watching you, you know, over the internet watching the games. It's a blast. It's fun. It's it's a lot of fun seeing all that action, and it was really cool this year getting to call the uh, the Swashel tournament and seeing Talawanda uh, pick up that cup. But you know what's strange this year? Talawanda's not in the league. They said, you know, in, instead of being in the Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League, we're going to be independent. And I really. Don't, yeah, and that, that kind of surprised me. I get where they're going at. I mean, now they're independent. They can schedule whoever they want. And if they want to be, you know, the strong team in Southwest Ohio, you got to learn how to punch with, you know, the Central Ohio and Northern Ohio teams, uh, so to speak. But, yeah, that really surprised me. And maybe Talawanda next year goes in the capital. I don't know. I mean, it's 
it seems that uh, the capital is uh, starting to grab a little bit more out of Cincinnati and Dayton, which is really cool because they kind of formed off the Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League. So, but it's going to be good this year. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a different champ in the end of the uh, regular season, and I, I'm ex- going to call it now. Uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, I <laughs> I like to I like to see the Elks win just because you know I broadcast mostly for the Elks, but I don't know. That's seven good teams, and I uh, <laughs> I mean, from what, what I it? it's the Elks, it's Alter. It's uh, Elks, Alter, Beaver Creek, um, Elder, uh, Mason, Sycamore, and Troy. That's your seven. Um, from what I heard, Sycamore and Troy is expecting a big uh, uh, youth movement, a lot of new faces, so that'll be fun to see. Alter, uh, Kevin Barry's done an amazing job with the Knights, and just the depth that they have year in, year out, the past two seasons it's been outstanding they had three goalies i don't even know a lot of columbus teams that had that wow uh beaver creek coach gunnerman he does a nice job i mean they don't have the bench as full as alter but they they still work hard they have that air force mentality they're a very blue collar team um like I said, I can't wait to see what Coach Evans does with Centerville this year, his first year, and his second stint back at CHS. Uh, Mason, Coach uh, Knudsen. I played with him. Coach Knudsen? Evans. Evans? Oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Again, small world. Yeah. Small world. Yeah. Uh, Coach Knudsen, I think he's doing a nice job with Mason. He's getting that program off the ground, and I think they're expecting a lot of numbers. Uh, Sycamore, I mentioned, they're expecting a nice youth uh, movement that way, so that'd be nice to see for the Aves. Uh, Elder, uh, I, I love Coach Del Prince. I mean, I don't – there's not a person in local hockey that I don't like, but Coach Del Prince, it's always nice to see him because he's always yeah. – he's got that nice personality about him. And that's not yeah. to say the rest of the coaches don't, but, you know. Uh, we should see Talawanda, not as a conference foe. Uh, I like to see Coach Sens. I think he's got that program rolling even stronger. I wasn't sure if that was possible, but, man, that's uh, that's an impressive, brave team. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we got, we got some great hockey in Southwest Ohio. We but, do. We do. And I, I, I love to see – our Dayton hockey grow even more, you know, I love to see um, more kids playing at a higher level. Love to see um, just more kids get involved. I mean, I think it's, you know, sometimes intimidating because parents, you know, you grow up playing soccer and football and baseball and sometimes parents don't know about hockey. So um, there's always learn hockey for free, you know, Mm -hmm. at our rinks a great chance to to see if your kid loves hockey there's not a lot of uh those in other sports i mean i don't see try football for free and you don't have to pay for the equipment or try basketball or something like that but yeah i mean there's i think though the one thing that will help dayton is if they ever do get a pro team and they put in roots here you know start helping the hockey scene and it's something I wish the Cyclones would do a little bit more. They are starting to do it with Northern Kentucky and the Junior Cyclones program. But, I mean, grow youth hockey. Get people interested in the sport. And, you know, sell it to the people. Because I think hockey can still 
do well here in Dayton. It's just you have to, you know, go out there and announce yourselves. Well, I think that's why the Jackets do very well, though. I mean, they, you know, they're able to sustain AAA teams in, in Columbus and in, in Cleveland. Um, but they are, st- I think, you know, I'll know more, but they, from my experience not being involved, from what I hear, I mean, they're just so highly connected, obviously, to the NHL Blue Jackets. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, <clears throat> I'd love to see Dayton just uh, keep growing for sure. I love to see this area grow into more hockey. I'd like to see more high schools get hockey programs, but I know yeah. With, yeah. without more rinks, that's not happening. I mean, especially uh, in Northern, in the, not the Northern part, but Northern Dayton area, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Sally, do you see sports returning soon? You kind of touched up on this earlier, but when I'm gonna exactly? Say, yeah. I'm okay. going to say yes. When I'm going to say yes. When exactly <laughs> when exactly do you see it going back to normal? Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about back to normal, but I I just want us to, you know, I just hope they give they being the powers to be give you sports a chance and and like I say, you know, they're they're all trying to be as safe as they can be going back and you know, let's just give it a try and see what happens and I hope, you know, I hope it all goes well. And, you know, I don't think we have to worry necessarily about the kids because, you know, statistics show it's not the young kids that are getting, you know, really, really sick and, and unfortunately dying. Although, we, you know, we see it, which mm-hmm. is really sad. But, you know, I I think a lot of the kids have asymptomatic and then they can spread it to coaches or whomever. Um so I, that's the, that's the challenge, I think. But I think we can do it. I'm very hopeful. I'm a positive person. I'm a glass half, you know, half glass, half full kind of person. So I say, let's do it. I, I like that. I really like that. Now, Sally, what are some of your favorite things about sports locally in Dayton, Ohio? Not just hockey, but just Dayton, Ohio sports as a whole. Oh, my gosh. You know, it there's nothing like going to a high school football game, in my mm. opinion. Um, I don't get to many f- high school basketball games, but you know, if that's cause I'm the, you know, remember it's, the football lover in me. So, and also uh, hockey season. And so, yeah, but you know, it's fun to go tailgate and, and go to the football games. And, um, you know, we're such a big football area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, there's, you know, and I'm just a big proponent on sports, putting your child in some kind of a sport, even if, you know, he's, he or she, um, is, is not, you know, your great athlete. It doesn't matter. I mean, giving them that experience of being a part of a team and being coached and being disciplined and, and just learning how to win and how to lose, you know, there's no greater experience in my opinion, um, than that. And, and, uh, you know, I just love, I love sports, love, uh, youth, youth sports, especially. And, um, so yeah, did I answer your question? Yeah, perfectly. Um, I love high school football myself. We, have a great area for it in Southwest Ohio. Can I can I share a story about my uh, 
first high school football game in Cincinnati? Go for it. So it's my second one with the Loveland Tigers. And we're coming off a shutout loss at Withrow, which if you've never been to Withrow's football stadium, go there. It's, it's beautiful. It's like an old university type of setup. There's, it's concrete seats, but at the same time, just the atmosphere screams, I used to be UC, but I don't think it ever was. But you get what I'm saying. Um, so our first home game at Loveland, uh, I think we were playing Milford again. This time for Eastern Cincinnati Conference play. And I just remember starting, you know, getting ready for the play-by-play. And then here come these fireworks. Like, what? There's fireworks. And they shoot them off. It happened every home game I was at. I was like, that's fantastic. That's great. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it scared me the first time around because no one warned me of that. But, uh, yeah, I mean... I, I loved it, and that's why I kind of hope we have high school football, just so I can come back to Loveland and be on top of that press row and feel like, you know, it's just a high school and a high school football stadium uh, in the middle of a forest because it's, it's really close to Mason Montgomery, but mm-hmm. you don't feel it like that. It's it's not It doesn't feel like you're right in the middle of one of the busiest parts of Southwest Ohio. It's That's, that's one of my favorite home venues to be at, so... But yeah, that's awesome. Now, Sally, what would you like to see for the future of sports and media in Dayton, Ohio? Uh, a season. <laughs> <laughs> Do I keep yeah. saying that? Yeah, uh, it sounds like me. If I if I didn't have uh, a lot of interviews, I think that's all my podcast would be. I'd like to see a season. Can we have <laughs> sports again? But no. Um, um, basically, I ask that just. If there's something you want to see, you know, from the media or from sports in Dayton, Ohio, you know, growing in the area, what have you? Oh, you know, and I, <laughs> I have bugged um, our our wonderful sports guys at Channel Two, and uh, I I would love them to cover more youth. Sports, and I know it's it's probably impossible. I mean, there's only so much they can cover. Um, but it would be fun to to see, you know, a little kids hockey game, a little kids baseball game, a little kids basketball game. Wouldn't that be cute? Wouldn't that? I, I know all the dads are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's saying that. But but I don't know. I, I think the sports guys do a great job in, and um, the media does a great job covering sports locally. And I'm just so glad that, that we do have local sports, you know, and not mm-hmm. just national sports. I mean, we've got the big sports outlets that we can watch all, you know, the professional teams, but it's so nice to be able to turn on the news and see your Friday night, um, football games to see, you know, your basketball games and, and stuff, uh, to see your Dayton dragons. Um, so I thought, you know, I, I, I love, you know, the media coverage of our local sports. I think it's, it's fantastic. It's necessary. And it's something everyone looks forward to. I can't really say about 22 or 45, but I know the three sports anchors or directors and, the TV stations, Jack Pohl, Mike Hartsock, and uh, Hutch Connerman, they do fantastic work for 7-2. and two. And when I interviewed Mike Hartsock about a month ago, I suppose, uh, just hearing the stories of back 
way back when, when I was a kid, there used to be like five people. Now it's just Hartsock himself. It's yeah. That's yeah. the thing that makes me sad. It's just that I, I feel like you know Hartsock needs some you know other helpers. I mean that'd be cool if it was me. Well, they got but two. they got two at two. Yeah, they got uh, they got two others along with Paul and Connerman. No, uh, yeah, no, Hutch and, and Paul. So they've got two at Channel Two. But yeah, you're right. It's just Heart Socket Seven. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, those gentlemen do a great job, and I, I enjoyed interviewing them on my podcast uh, a while back. Is it's really cool, especially you get to hear. Pull and Hartsock story since they've been in the area for the longest time. And Hutch, he started at Channel 2, uh, I forget what uh, that was, last decade or so? Yeah, I, I know all three. They're all three great guys. Mm-hmm. And um, not to go back to living Dayton, but but when I have Hutch on and, and Jack on cooking, mm-hmm. I do not stop laughing those two are hilarious and uh we, we we have the best time one one quick story about jack i'll tell you he was co-hosting with me for living dayton and i had a cough bad cough i don't know, you know it's probably winners winner or whatever mm-hmm. and so I went to kind of walk away to, so I could cough off air and he started to follow me cause he, you know, he was new. He didn't know the show. And, <laughs> and so we're both walking like offset and our producer's like, where are you both going? Get back. <laughs> it's funnier in person than probably telling it like it is. But, um, but we, 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 we laugh all the time about that. But uh, yeah. Our sports guys are are the best. Heart Sox awesome, but uh, yeah. And then there's you. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm just trying to get my foot in the door. That's uh, uh, that's me. Awesome. But thank you, I appreciate that. It's been I, fun talking to you. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. I mean, with this quarantine I, and me losing sports, I was super worried about what was going to happen. But then I, you know, it's like, why don't I do interviews for my podcast and keep it going? It's like. You know, that was a great idea. Why didn't I think of it, like, long before? But it's been a lot of fun talking to you, and I, I've enjoyed all of my guests on here. It's it, it's It's been a lot of fun, and it, you, you don't get to realize how lucky we are in Cincinnati and Dayton that we have such a treasure trove of people that know their sports, and it's it, it's yeah. amazing. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Sally. I like to split this question up in two. We got uh, two more questions uh, for episode 169. For those that want their kids to get into hockey or someone that's looking at youth hockey, what advice can you share? Um, well, the, the, if they're little, um, do the, do the um, uh, learn to play for free. They, they have them several times a year. Look for that both at Kettering Rec and South Metro. Um, and, um, you know, the, the younger, the better, in my opinion, getting them involved. They have beginner hockey, um, you know, house teams and beginner hockey, get them involved in that and, you know, let them just have fun. I mean, it's all about fun, having fun at that age and learning and then, um, you know, 
if they're more competitive, put them into to a travel team. Um, in travel, I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, travel is you end up trying out for travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you know, whether that's there, there's several different travel teams, you know, within the Dayton Stealth organization, you know, like an A, B team or whatnot. And, you know, if they keep wanting to be even more competitive, then you, you try out for the AAA teams. Um, and, um, and that, you know, my advice is just to let them go and see how fun and see how much they love it. And, you know, our coaches, um, Jared and John from two years ago, mm-hmm. they kept always saying hockey's like a pyramid and the older the kids get, the narrow, narrow, the pure pyramid gets. Mm-hmm. And so, um, the kids, you know, a lot of kids, they'll pay, play travel, they'll, they'll play triple a and, um, you know, they may not like it or they may not be able to, to keep going up the pyramid and they may want to drop back down and there's nothing wrong with that. It's great. Just, you know, they, as long as they keep playing and, and having a blast, but, um, but yeah, just my advice, I guess, is, is to try it and try it out and see if your kids love it. And if you ever have questions, shoot, reach out to me, reach out to any hockey parent and, um, they'll be able to give you advice and help for sure. Now, my second part of this question, for those that want to be broadcasters and get in the broadcasting field, what advice can you share for those? To um, intern, 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 intern. Um, You know, you got to be in broadcast news journalism in college, obviously, Mm -hmm. um, in order to intern at a station. Um, but that's the key. You got to get into an intern internship. And, and I know seven has interns. We have interns. I assume channel 22 has interns. Um, but that's when you literally figure out whether broadcast news is what you want to do. I mean, I remember, um, you know, when I was at seven, we literally would see an intern one day and you don't see them again because they'll, they'll, come and they'll go, Oh my gosh, this isn't what it, you know, I think unfortunately some people think it's so also glamorous with, you know, you get to do your, get your hair done and your makeup done and be in nice clothes. And then they get to see that you're out in a blizzard or you're out in a thunderstorm or you're out in a, you know, after a tornado or, you know, God forbid there's a shooting, a fire, you know, an accident, you know, you know, I love broadcast news, obviously, but, you know, it's a hard, hard business. And you're working weekends, you're working nights, you're working early mornings. You know, it's not for everyone. Um, but it's a fabulous career at the same time. So my my biggest ad- advice is is get an internship. And, and then if you love it, then get your foot in the door. Um, you know, you may not get a full-time reporter's job like I did. But I got my foot in the door, and that's the key. Or you may, or you may have to go to Lima or Ohio in, at a small, um, small TV station market. Um, but you get your foot in the door, and that's how you learn, and that's how you start to grow. Um, so that's my advice for for broadcasting. And also, I mean, 
you got to have, you know, the temperament for it as well, just because, you know, you're delivering bad news if you're on the news a lot of times, especially nowadays. And it's, you see a lot, I mean, you see it all and it's, it's, it's sad. It it is uh, really sad. And, but then it's, then you also cover some good, really good uplifting stories all at the same time. So, you know, can I, it's the news. It's the news. <laughs> can, can I just say, I, I I don't know if I'm remembering this wrong as a kid, but from like the late 1990s and like early 2000s, there was there was a lot of fires. There was a lot of like, here's a fire from this place. And there were a lot from New Jasper Township. I don't know if I'm just remembering those stories and that's it, but I don't know. I could be totally wrong on that. There's a lot of fires on TV news. <laughs> yeah, it, I just I just remember like that stretch of timeline. It was like almost every other story. Here's a fire. Here's a fire. It's like no, I don't want to hear about any more fires. But yeah, I know. I mean, uh, Sally, to wrap up the episode, how can people follow you on social media? Uh, I am on Twitter and I am on Facebook. So Sally Taylor on both of those. Um, yeah. All right. I'd love to have people follow me and any questions. I'm happy. I'm on Instagram too, but I don't do much on Instagram. I just opened the second uh, Instagram account for my podcast and I got to learn, you know, how to, you know, do that instead of just putting on my own. But hey, it's, it's all right. It's a lot of fun. It's not, you know, here, take a picture of your food. It's not that platform anymore. There's a lot of variety on that. So But, Sally, thanks for your time today. It's been a lot of fun, and hope to see you during hockey season. I'll see you at a rink. What do you say? I think that sounds great. And best of luck to Trent (laughs) as he is now part of the AAA Blue Jackets Club. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. He does, too. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. And that will wrap up Episode 169 of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Talk to you again for Episode 170. For listening to another episode of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. To subscribe to this podcast, please visit the LeeWMowen.com spelled T-H-E-L-E-E-W-M-O-W-E-N.com, then click on podcast. From there, you can find your favorite way to catch new episodes of this podcast, such as on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, the iHeartRadio app, Pandora, and many more platforms. Follow along on social media by liking the Facebook page, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, and follow along on Twitter at Pod and the Lee W. Mowen. Feel free to send in future questions for Mowen's Mailbag on Twitter or Facebook. The closing theme was created with the Splash app, available for free on Google Play and the App Store. This is Lee W. Mowen signing off. Let's talk local Cincinnati and Dayton sports again on the next episode.